Islam grand sheikh. Arise giving perfect praise to Allah <clears throat> and honest to the Prophet Drew Ali. Honest to our forefathers and foremothers and honest to the Asiatic nations and the Muslims all over the world. Salvation, Allah, unity, science temple of America, the divine constitution and bylaws. Act one, the Grand Sheik and the chairman of the more science America is empowered to make law and to enforce law with the assistance of the prophet and the grand body of the more science temple of America. The assistant Grand Sheik is to assist the Grand Sheik in all affairs if he lives according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, and is known before the members of the Morris Science Temple of America. Act 2. All meetings are to be open and closed promptly according to the subject of truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Friday is our holy day of rest, because on a Friday the first man was formed in flesh, and on a Friday the first man departed out of flesh and ascended unto his father God Allah. For that cause Friday That is the holy day for all Muslims all over the world. Act 3. Love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice must be proclaimed and practiced by all members of the Morris Science Temple of America. Members must pay, No member must put in danger or accuse falsely his brother or sister on any occasion at all that may harm his brother or sister because of lies love. Act 4. All members must preserve these holy and divine laws, and all members must obey the laws of the government because by being a Morris... You are part and partial of the government and must live a life accordingly. Act 5. This organization of the Morris Science Temple of America is not to cause any confusion or to overthrow the laws and constitution of the said government, but to obey hereby. Act 6. With us, all members must proclaim their nationality, and we are teaching our people their nationality and their divine creed that they may know that they are part and partial of this said government and know that they are not Negroes, colored folks, black people, or Ethiopians, because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 1865 during the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now, and all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained no Ali, the prophet, to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites, who inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act 7. All members, all members must promptly attend their meetings and become part and partial of all uplifting acts of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Members must pay their dues and keep in line with all necessities of the Moorish Science Temple of America. Then you are entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and minds pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, Noble Jirali, through the guidance of his father, God Allah. Noble Jirali, founder, Moorish American Prayer, Allah, the father of the universe, the father of love, truth, peace, freedom. Allah is my protector, my guide, and my salvation by night and by day, through his holy prophet, Jirali. Amen. The uh, uh, home. The Morris Science Temple of America, Home Office, home office of Noble Jew Ali, Home Office, Chicago, Illinois, USA. 
Islam, Islam, Islamism. Happy Holy Day, Muslims. All right. Happy Holy Day, brother, and gratitude. See, Brother Kobe, would you please read the Rich of the Prophet? Islam, grand. I rise and give perfect praise to a great God Allah. Rise and give honor to our Prophet, Noble Drew Ali. Rise and give to the forerunner, Marcus Messiah Garvey. Rise and give honors to all ills and base, all miles on the call, all miles on the planet, and everything more. To be proclaimed in every meeting. Islam, I am glad to know I have a few faithful moors among you all, and I desire for them to know the truth and the divine truth. There is a host of jealousy about me and the movement now by the same people of our side of the nation that claimed that I was a joke and unreal. But now, since they found out from the government officials and the nations of the earth, that this is the only sole foundation that all Asiacs must depend upon for their earthly salvation as American citizens. They are working every scheme they can to disqualify me so they may take charge of the situation. I have notified all these things to you long ago in the past. It is through the faithful Moors that attribute to the movement and uplifting funds. The ones that pay their divine respects to me and the movement will be remembered. That is why I'm calling upon all faithful Moors to increase their faithfulness to me, your prophet, and your divine Moors movement. I need finance, and I need it badly. Never before have I needed finance so badly as I do at present so I can shove aside the discord that is facing the nation. It all comes through jealousy because of my fame and nobility. The nations of the world will not recognize the movement without I, the prophet, being head. It has been proven by my works, which I have performed in the past few years. Prophet, Noble Drew Ali. Prophet warns all Muslims to be read in every meeting. I hereby inform all members they must end all refuges while at work, in their homes, and on the streets. We are for peace and not destruction. Stop flashing your cards to Europeans. It causes confusion. Remember, your car is for your salvation. Failure to obey these orders will be a severe consequence. We are for love, truth, peace, freedom. And when these principles are violated, justice must then take its course. Any member or group of members who hold malicious feelings towards the temple or the prophet or violate the covenant, the divine covenant of the Moorish movement will receive their rewards from Allah for their unjust deeds. All true Moors will and must obey the law laid down to them by their prophet. If they lose confidence in their prophet, they should turn in their card and button, cease wearing their turban and feds, and return to the state where I, the prophet, found you. This is a holy and divine movement founded by the prophet Noble Juali, and the prophet is not right, the temple is not right. Prophet, therefore, sending out a divine plea to all Moorish Americans, they do their part and protect the Prophet and the Temple. This is an everlasting movement founded by the Prophet through the will of Allah to redeem his people from their sinful ways. Peace. Noble Juali. To the members of the Moorish Science Temple of America, Islam, this is instructions from your Prophet, Noble Juali. Be faithful unto your forefather, divine and national creed, that you will be blessed for your good deeds that you saw in the flesh. Allah is the one to judge the world, and his judgment is on now. But the weak can comprehend it not. 
the end of times is drawing near. So says Allah to his divine prophet, I know what you are, And that is why many hearts have turned to stone. Many have eyes to see, but cannot see. Ears to hear, but cannot hear. Least they'll be confounded of their sins. These are the trying hours now, dear mortals. And every evil spirit is moving. And they are trying every weak mind to overthrow and drag out the true foundation that has been laid. And it caused confusion in the minds of the ones that do believe. But if you have the true love of Allah and the spirit of your forefathers, you fear not what you hear or see, but will sacrifice the utmost of your very life to protect your movement and your profit. Watch your enemies, dear Moors. Your enemies are the ones that speak against your prophet and ridicule him to the very lowest, and the ones that speak against your divine and national principles of your temple. Act accordingly, and Allah will bless you for your good work. Peace. Your divine prophet, Noble Juali. Islam, Islam, Islamism. Happy Islamism. Islamism, brother. Gratitude. Uh, Sister, Sister Lachey, would you please read our additional laws? Islam, I rise and give all praise to the great father, God, Allah, honors to the prophet, noble Jawali, honors to the forerunner, Marcus Mosiah Garvey, and honors to all Muslims on the call and all Muslims around the world. Generating additional laws for more Americans by the prophet, noble Jawali, Akwan, grand sheiks and governors and heads of all temple, all business. Each said temple must be approved by the prophet, noble Jawali. Before acting upon by any members, let it be finance, property, or any line of life that will cause the members to sacrifice finance, ETC, that will cause the support of any group of members. Any former officer that violates these laws is subject to be removed from his office under a heavy restriction, ETC, by the prophet or the grand sheet. Act two. All members are to attend their EDAP meetings and their public meetings promptly. If a member is found standing around on their meeting period, shall be fined fence on the first case, and on the second, he will be fined $1, which will go on your emergency fund. If a member is working, his monthly dues must be paid, and if he has money in the bank, he must subscribe for as much as he is able to the more uplifting funds, because it takes finance to uplift the nation. Act 3. It is the lawful and divine duty of every good member if he is able in finance to aid me and save the nation and if he does not have he is an enemy to the cause of uplifting his own people and justice must catch you let it be he or she according to love truth peace freedom and justice as i have the power invested in my hands and i will have to enforce the law in order to save the nation act four all members while up making a public speech must not use any assertion against the American flag or speak radical against the church or any member of any organized group because to teach freedom and justice. Act five, all members must properly attend their meetings and send their children to Sunday school. And if the teacher and the teacher must confirm himself to the questionnaire and let every member exercise his five senses who is able to do so because out of your Sunday school comes the guiders of the nation. Act six, with us, all members must proclaim their nationality and we're teaching our people 
their nationality and their divine creed, that they may know that they are a part and parcel of this said government and know that they are not Negroes, color folks, black people, or Ethiopians, because these names were given to slaves by slaveholders in 1779 and lasted until 18th 65 the time of slavery. But this is a new era of time now, and all men now must proclaim their free national name to be recognized by the government in which they live and the nations of the earth. This is the reason why Allah, the great God of the universe, ordained Obadjali the prophet to redeem his people from their sinful ways. The Moorish Americans are the descendants of the ancient Moabites who inhabited the northwestern and southwestern shores of Africa. Act 7. All members must properly attend their meetings and become a part and a parcel of all uplifting acts of the more science temple. Remember muscles and keep in line with all necessities of the more science temple. Then you're entitled to the name of faithful. Husband, you must support your wife and children. Wife, you must obey your husband and take care of your children and look after the duties of your household. Sons and daughters must obey father and mother and be industrious and become part of the uplifting of fallen humanity. All Moorish Americans must keep their hearts and mind pure with love and their bodies clean with water. This divine covenant is from your holy prophet, noble Jew Ali, through the guidance of his father God, Allah, Islam. Happy Holy Day, Muslims. Gratitude, sister. Additional laws for the Moorish Americans by the Prophet Noble Drew Ali. Act Islam. A divine warning by the Prophet for the nations. The citizens of all free national governments, according to their national constitution, are all of one family bearing one free national name. Those who fail to recognize the free national name of their constitutional government are classed as undesirables and are subject to all inferior names and abuses and mistreatments that the citizens care to bestow upon them. And it is a sin for any group of people to violate the national constitutional laws of a free national government and cling to the names and the principles that delude the slavery. I, the prophet, was prepared by the great God, Allah, to warn my people to resit, repent from their sinful ways and go back to the state of mind to their forefathers' divine and national principles, that they will be law abiders and receive their divine rights as citizens according to the free national constitution that was prepared for all free national beings. They are to claim their own free national name and religion. There's but one issue for them to be recognized by this government and of the earth, and it comes only through the connection of the Moorish Divine National Movement, which is incorporated in this government and recognized by all other nations of the world. And through it, they and their children can receive their divine rights unmolested by other citizens that they can cast a free national ballot at the polls under the free national constitution of the state's government and not under a granted privilege as has been the existing condition for many generations. You who doubt whether I the prophet and my principles are right for the redemption of my people, go to those that know the law in the city hall 
and among the officials in your government and ask them under an intelligent tone and they will be glad to render you a favorable reply for they are glad to see me bring you out of darkness into light. Money doesn't make the man, it is free national standards and power that makes a man and a nation. The wealth of all national governments, gold and silver and commerce belong to the, to the citizens alone and without your national citizenship by name and principles, you have no true wealth. And I am hereby calling on all citizens to stand for a free na national free government and the enforcement of the constitution to help me in my great missionary work because I need all support from all true American citizens of the America. Help me to save my people who have fallen from the constitutional laws of the government. I'm depending on your support to get them back to the constitutional fold again that they will learn to love instead of hate and will live according to love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, supporting our free national constitution of the United States of America. I love my people and I desire their unity and mine back to their own free national and divine standard because day by day they have been violating the national and constitutional laws of their government by claiming names and principles that are unconstitutional. If Italians, Greeks, English, Chinese, Japanese, Turks, and Arabians are forced to proclaim their free national name and religion before the constitutional government of the United States of America, it is no more than right that the law should be enforced upon all other American citizens alike. In all other governments, when a man is born and raised there and asks for his national descent name, and if he fails to give it, he is misused, imprisoned, or exiled. Any group of people that fail to answer up to the constitutional standards of law by name and principles, because to be a citizen of any government, you must claim your national descent name because they place their trust upon issue and names formed by their forefathers. The word Negro deludes in the Latin language to the word nigger, the same as the word colored deludes to anything that is painted, varnished, and dyed. <clears throat> and every nation must bear a national descent name of their forefathers because honoring thy fathers and thy mothers your days will be lengthened upon this earth. These names have never been recognized by any true American citizens of this day. Through your free national name, you are known and recognized by all nations of the earth that are recognized by said national government in which they live. The 14th and 15th amendments brought the North and South in unit, placing the Southerners who were at that time without power with the constitutional body of power. And at that time, 1865, the free national constitutional law that was enforced since 1774 declared all men equal and free. And if all men are declared by the free national constitution to be free and equal, since that constitution has never been changed, there's no need for the application of the 14th and 15th amendments for the salvation of our people and citizens. So there isn't but one supreme issue for my people to use to redeem that which was lost and that is through the above statements. Then the lion and the lamb can lie down together in yonder hills, and neither will be harmed because love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice will be reigning in this land. In those days, the United States will be one of the greatest civilized and prosperous governments of the world. But if the above principles are not carried out by the citizens and my people in this government, the worst is yet to come. Because the great God of the universe is not pleased with the works that are being performed in North America by my people, and this great sin must be removed from the land to save it from enormous earthquakes, diseases, ETC. 
and I, the prophet, do herein believe that this administration of the government being more wisely prepared by more genius citizens that believe in their free national constitution and laws, and through the help of such classes of citizens, I, the prophet, truly believe that my people will find the true and divine way of their forefathers and learn to stop serving carnal customs and merely ideas of men that have never done them any good, but have always harmed them. So I, the prophet, am hereby calling aloud with the divine plea to all true American citizens to help me to remove this great sin, which has been committed and is being practiced by my people in the United States of America, because they know it is not the true and divine way. And without understanding, they have fallen from the true light into utter darkness of sin. And there's not a nation on earth today that will recognize them socially, religiously, politically, or economically, ETC, in their present condition of their endeavorment in which they themselves try to force upon a civilized world. They will not refrain from their sinful ways of action and their deeds have brought Jim Crowism, segregation, and everything that brings harm to human beings on earth. And they fought the Southerner for all these great misuses. But I have traveled in the South and have examined conditions there, and it is the works of my people continuously practicing the things which bring dishonor, disgrace, and disrespect to any nation that lives the life. And I'm hereby calling on all true American citizens for moral support and finance to help me in my great missionary work to bring my people out of darkness into marvelous light. From the Prophet. All right, Islam, Moors, happy holy day. How's everybody holding up? Islam, all as well. Islam, brother, I know you're not you're not missing Ohio at all right now. Yeah, I, I'll see. I'll, I'll see the news. Islam, Islam, Islam. Yeah. So, um, let's go ahead and um, read from our Moorish literature. Um, if you don't have that, it's okay. I will put that on the screen. But I wanted to just read a portion of the Industrious Acts of the Muslims. That's in Moorish literature on page 29. And we have it up here if you if you don't have uh, the book. <clears throat> okay, Islam, Morris. Let's go ahead and get started. The Industrious Acts of the Muslims of Northwest and Southwest Africa. All right, and we're going to speak on what the prophet is really speaking on. Okay, these are the Moabites, Hamathites, and Canaanites who were driven out of the land of Canaan by Joshua and received permission of the pharaohs of Egypt to settle in that portion of Egypt. Right, they were driven out of the land of Canaan by Joshua and they received permission from the pharaohs, pharaohs plural, of Egypt to settle in that portion of Egypt, right? This is insinuating that Egypt was a worldwide um, civilization. It was not just limited to one, um, one region. All right, so they received permission from the pharaohs, plural, of Egypt to settle in that portion of Egypt. In later years, they formed themselves kingdoms. These kingdoms are called this day Morocco, Algiers, Tunis, Tripoli, at BTC. They originated the beauties of the Alhambra, and to an unpracticed eye, the light 
um, relives and fanciful um, arabesque which cover the walls of the Alhambra appear to have been sculpted by the hand. Um, I want to skip down a little bit more in here. Okay. Their coolness, cleanliness, and freedom from vermin render them admirably fitted in sultry climates for paving halls and fountains, encrusting bathing rooms and lining the walls of chambers, right? So he's letting it be known where, what we do wherever we're at, because he also speaking about Spain in here, the various places that we created. Um, hang on a second. These glazed or porcelain tiles were introduced into Spain at an early date by the Muslims. Some are to be seen among the Moorish ruins have been there upwards of eight centuries. Manufacturers of them still exist in the peninsula and they are much used in the Spanish houses. So once again, he's just giving um, examples of some of the things that we've done and what we do everywhere we go, right? We build temples. We, um, we create civilization everywhere we go. Okay, and in here, just going back up, once again, speaking about the Moabites, right? The Moabites, the Hamathites, the Canaanites, driven out of the land of Canaan by Joshua. Um, Joshua. And this is also spoken of in chapter 47, which is where we're going to be at today. Um, let's go ahead and go into our Quran. All right, so we're, we're going to speak on chapter 47. If anyone has any questions um, about this chapter, feel free to speak up. If you have questions about anything else, please hold it until after we um, finish discussing this chapter. We'll just open up the floor in general. Okay, but um, yeah, this is, this is key. This is like the prophet in, in these chapters, chapter 45, 46, and 47, He's, he's um, giving us our true history, our divine history, right? And in many ways, he's, he's teaching us that which has been hidden, right? That which has been covered up. He's returning this to us. All right. So chapter 47, Egypt the capital empire of the dominion of Africa, okay? And um, in this chapter is important because not only is he giving us our history, but he's also letting us know like clearly what happened to us, how we got into the place that we're at and how to get out of it, right? So he's, um, he's showing us how our nationality was taken away and then giving us the keys of who we truly are and our, our connection to this, like not just our connection to Allah, but that we created civilization, right? And he's given us the how, and this is the big key. This is the missing, um, this is the missing link. 
not only for us, but for just history in general. So this, this doesn't just give us our history, but it, um, it also brings us to our current state where we're denationalized. And then it states the purpose of the prophet and the more science temple of America. So this, this gives us a well-rounded view of who we are, who we were. You know that you are, without doubt or contradiction, who your forefathers were. No one can change that unless their powers extend beyond the creator of the universe. So you are who your ancestors were. And so this is being returned to us and then explain how we got into this situation, right? So Egypt, the capital empire of the dominion of Africa, the inhabitants of Africa are the descendants of the ancient Canaanites from the land of Canaan. And so he's saying the inhabitants of Africa, like in general, just speaking about all these people. Old man Kush and his family are the first inhabitants of Africa who came from the land of Canaan. All right. And even that name, Kush, that's, that's Morocco. That's Marrakush. His father, Ham, and his family were second. Then came the word Ethiopia, which means the demarcation line of the dominion of a Mexum, the first true and divine name of Africa, the dividing of the land between the father and the son. All right, so we really want to pay attention to what's being explained here because everything is worded specifically, right? So we're being given our ancient dominions. The dominion of Kush, Northeast and Southeast Africa, and Northwest and Southwest was his father's dominion of Africa. In the later years, many of their brethren from Asia and the Holy Lands joined them. Okay, and now we're going to speak about the Moabites again. The Moabites from the land of Moab who received permission from the pharaohs of Egypt, right? Once again, had pharaohs, plural, to um, settle and inhabit Northwest Africa. They were the founders and are the true possessors <coughs> of the Moroccan empire with the Canaanite, Hittite, and Amorite brethren who sojourned from the land of Canaan seeking new homes, okay? So we want to um, make sense of this, right? Um, it's saying the Moabites from the land of Moab, okay? Let's speak about the Moabites briefly. Right, who, who are the Moabites? And why did the prophet say that these are our, our ancestors? Okay, so um, when you look at the, just some of the things um, that the Moabites have done, like we're, we're given a territory for them, right? The territory would be today called uh, the modern state of Jordan, all right? When we look at what was done in Jordan, in this area, what's been attributed to those people, all right? And this is important because... Um, as we read in our Moorish literature, when we're reading the industrious acts of the Muslims, these are people who created civilization, literally, 
everywhere they went. Okay? And, and they don't just stay in a place forever. They may be there for hundreds of years, maybe even thousands, maybe there for a shorter period of time. But wherever they go, they leave their mark. And so when we look at what mark was left by the Moabites, right? Okay? We see temples carved out of stone, literally. On this, you know, these these appear to be carved into mountains. And they're carved out of solid stone. And it's still not really understood how they were able to do this. And then not only were these buildings carved out of stone, but they're huge, right? These columns that you see on here, this picture isn't really big, but if you could see the people standing next to the stairs, you see how small they look compared to these columns. And the ceilings on the inside are high, extremely high. That this is what our ancestors did. So this is why the prophet is letting it be known who we are, right? And these are just ruins. These are just ruins. So this isn't even the all of it. It's just an example, okay? And then when you go on the inside, because like you may have seen some of this stuff before, but then when you actually like go in on the inside, right? And you can see like, the, the ceilings, everything's been carved out, smoothed out, and the ceilings are raised up so high that it's like it almost wasn't made for, you know, regular people. But once again, this was created by the Moabites. Without doubt or contradiction. And even if they're not there anymore, this stuff's been abandoned. These are just things that our family, our, our ancestors left behind right? I was trying to get some pictures on the inside. It's real hard to find, but um, looking at it from it's immaculate. perspective like this. Um, okay, it's immaculate. And um, when you come over here to Northwest, as the prophet says, he kind of left this open-ended, and that's for a purpose. It's for us to figure out. Right, so when we go back in there to verse 6, it's saying the Moabites from the land of Moab who received permission from the pharaohs of Egypt to settle and inhabit northwest Africa. They were the founders and are the true possessors of the present Moroccan empire. That's why the prophet raised our flag because we are the true possessors of the present Moroccan empire. We have every right to fly that flag. Nobody can tell us anything if we know who we are, right? Because just like I'm showing these pictures um, from Jordan of the ruins that were created over there, we have the same thing over here. So going back into verse um, six and seven, right? They were the founders and are the true possessors of the present Moroccan empire. Going to verse seven, their dominion and inhabitation extended from Northeast and Southwest Africa across the great, across great Atlantis, even into the present North, South, and Central America, and also Mexico and the Atlantis islands. 
Then we're given that before the great earthquake, which caused the great Atlantic Ocean. Okay, and so you see the ruins in different countries, but the same thing is found over here as well. Okay. Um, like I said, it's hard to get actual footage of people inside. This is pretty much all you'll see. It's like a couple, a couple of pictures. And once again, you can see this one guy way down here. The ceilings are huge. But the same thing's found over here. Okay, this is one example. This is in Utah. Okay, the Grand Canyon. There's several places in, in the Grand Canyon is just off limits. We can't even go into it. And of course, this is just a natural rock formation, right? But then it's got this square or rectangle. They'll say cave this carved into it. Okay. And several of these formations have that. They have doorways. They have temples on the inside. But we're not allowed to go to see it. We have Moab here in Utah, in Northwest, the Northwest, part of our empire, our ancient and true dominion. This last picture, this is supposed to be a similar structure that's built in Sri Lanka, right? But these pictures, these are all in Utah. And then there's several, this is all from one, it's called Church Rock in Utah, right? But it has an entrance or several entrances, okay? And so this is, this is something that's left behind from our ancestors over here in this portion of our ancient dominions. Okay, and remember, we have a Moab in Utah. These places are named that for a reason. It's not just a coincidence that it has a And it's not necessarily people trying to um, align it with these biblical names, right? These names have been there before Europeans even arrived. Okay, but um, just going back into this... Um, See, go back, uh, going back to verse six and seven. Okay, if we really pay attention to this, we, we see the prophet wasn't playing around with words. Okay, when he's saying the Moabites from the land of Moab who received permission from the pharaohs of Egypt to settle and inhabit Northwest Africa, right? A settlement, okay? Settlement, when you say that, you're dealing with contracts. That's the conveyance of an estate for the benefit of some person or persons. So the prophet's not playing around with words. This is law for us, okay? So all we have to do is study and understand who we are. You know, there's people, other people, I won't name who they are, but there's other people in the world who believed through their holy books that they're entitled to a certain portion of the land. And they claimed this, and they went over there and took that land, even though there were people already living there. Okay? And they renamed it after them and everything. But um, 
when you're speaking about settle, just that word, right? That's the conveyance of an estate for the benefit of some person or persons. Such settlements vest the property in trustees upon specified terms, usually for the benefit of the husband and wife during their joint lives, and then for the benefit of the survivor for life, and afterwards for the benefit of children. Okay, so it's saying that we receive permission from the pharaohs, plural, of Egypt to settle and inhabit Northwest Africa. Okay, and then inhabit. That's another legal term. An in, in, inhabitant is one who has his domicile in a place and is an inhabitant of that place. Okay, so they were the founders and are the true possessors of the present Moroccan empire. Okay, and remember, this is saying to inhabit Northwest Africa. You could be speaking about that Northwest portion of the present day um, continent of Africa, but we're given a timeline here. that says our dominion and inhabitation extended from Northeast and, Northeast and Southwest Africa across the great Atlantis, even into the present North, South and Central America, and also Mexico and the Atlantis Islands before the great earthquake, which caused the Atlantic Ocean. So this is saying, this is giving us a timeline. We've been here since before the great earthquake, which caused the Atlantic Ocean. Okay, so if, if that was, um, if this is um, the timeline, that means from our perspective, this is Northwest Africa or Northwest of Mexum, because that is the first true and divine name of Africa. All right, but we have to know this. If we don't understand this and know our own history, we can't do anything about it. All right, and so just going back into here, it's saying um, their dominion, okay, and inhabitation extended from Northeast and Southwest Africa. Dominum, dominium is your empire, your domain. All right, and it is of three kinds, the rectum dominium or usufructory dominium, dominion, okay? Um, like between the landlord and the tenant. And then second, um, it is to full property and simple property. The former as such as belongs to the cultivator of his own estate. And then the other is the property of a tenant. And then third, dominion acquired by the law of nations and dominion acquired by municipal law. By the law of nations, property may be acquired by occupation, by ascension, by the use of pernancy, of the usufruct, okay? And um, also, if we look at domain, that signifies um, sometimes dominion, territory governed, sometimes possession, estate, and sometimes land, about the mansion house of the Lord. By domain, it is also understood the right to dispose at our pleasure of what belongs to us. Okay, and this is all under dominion, domin, um, the dominion, right? The dominion is implying the empire or the domain. Okay, so this is important. We're, we're given our empire, right? And um, also a time period, how long it goes back. So this is this is our true and divine history that's being returned to us, okay? And we, we have to understand this in order to make it work. So going in there also with verse seven, 
right? Their demand and inhabitation extended from Northwest, um, Northeast and Southwest Africa, across the great Atlantis, even into the present North, South and Central America, and also uh, Mexico and the Atlantis Islands before the great earthquake, which caused the great Atlantic Ocean. The river now was dredged and made by the ancient pharaohs of Egypt in order to trade with the surrounding kingdoms. Also, the Niger River was dredged by the great pharaoh of Egypt in those ancient days for trade. And it extends eastward from the river now westward across the great Atlantic. It was used for trade and transportation. Uh, Verse 9, according to all true and divine records of the human race, there is no Negro, Black, or colored race attached to the human family because all the inhabitants of Africa are of the human race, descendants of the ancient Canaanite nation from the Holy Land of Canaan. This is important, too, because um, if we look at how the Negro has been talked about in the history of this country and other nations as well, but specifically here by the Supreme Court. This is exactly what they say. When you have the Dred Scott case, right? Let's see. Um, Okay. When you have the Dred Scott case, right? It's simply told that a Negro of Africa has no rights that any white man is bound to respect. They're not connected to the family of humans. Okay. I was trying to see if I could get the exact quote from uh, Judge Taney. He's basically saying that, you know, we have no rights which the white man is bound to respect, but you can look that up on your own if you'd like to. Right. And it's great um, to share with family and friends, especially with this being Black History Month. Right. But they basically said that the Negro of African descent. Right. It specifically says that the same thing which is in here. okay, And um, it's not the only time that that is discussed in in that manner. okay. What you're, but this is the thing. The prophet isn't getting emotional with it, right? He's not saying, oh, that's terrible that they say that. No, he's telling you why, right? This is a creation. These were labels that were placed on us. And it was created specifically for that purpose, to be able to take advantage of us. But going in um, further to verse 10, what your ancient forefathers were, you are today without doubt or contradiction. Okay, there's no one who is able to change man from the descendant nature of his forefathers unless his power extends beyond the great universal creator, Allah himself. So all we have to do, Moors, is be who we truly are. That's one thing that the Moors Science Temple of America is one thing that we're doing here. We're learning. We're learning. Okay, we have to clean ourselves up. We have to know our true history. We have to know who we are. And now we have to start to act like it. And once we do that, there's nothing anyone can do to stop us, to deny our rights, anything. It won't work. Um, Moving forward. These holy and divine laws are from the prophet, Noble Jurali, the founder of the Uniting of the Moorish Science Temple of America. And um, going forward, these, these laws 
are to be strictly preserved by the members of all the temples of the Morris Science Temple of America, that they are they will learn to open their meeting and guide it according to the principles of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. So it's not just, oh, this is who you are, right? We we have laws. We have customs and culture. There's certain things that we must do in order to be who we truly are, right? We're not able to just continue on acting like Negroes. Every subordinate temple or the major, grand major temple is to form under the covenant of love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, and to create their own laws and customs in conjunction with the laws of the holy prophet and the grand temple. So we are civilized people, and this is this way of governing ourselves under Allah has been returned to us. I, the prophet, Noble Drew Ali, was sent by the great God Allah to warn all Asiatics, to warn all Asiatics of America to repent from their sinful ways before that great and awful day that is sure to come. And that day is here. Okay. Some of the things that are, I don't want to get too much on the negative aspect of things, but some of the plans that are being carried out before our very eyes are so insidious. Like they're so, they're so despicable, you know, that it is amazing that they're even able to do it, but they're pulling it off. And there's nothing you can do to stop it. It doesn't matter what you do. It's going to happen. It it says that that day is sure to come and it's here. Okay. Um, Before that great and awful day, that is sure to come, right? To repent from our sinful ways. And that day is here. You can go to Georgia and see the Georgia guy stones for yourself. This is a real thing. On Wikipedia says it was, it was um, erected in 1928, okay? And when you go and you look at the Georgia Guidestones, right, they have this message on there that is so important. It had to be written in eight different languages. They even have it in, in um, like, I think it's in Chinese. I think it's in a few ancient languages, right, that aren't used anymore. But if you really read what it's saying, like how, the world population has to be taken down and maintained at 500 million. There's over 7 billion people in the world. Okay. And, um, you know, this wasn't just done by some person with no resources, right? This was put up and it's put up to withstand whatever, terrible things happen okay you actually have lawmakers like some um well you actually have lawmakers trying to push for people to have less freedoms like to have to get passports to prove that you've been vaccinated and things like that there was actually an asiatic woman who's a reporter who was on the news trying to insinuate that people who haven't been vaccinated should pay like an extra tax. They should have to pay more money just because they haven't done it. Right. And they, they have like the audacity to say and push things like this in the mainstream. And we don't know how harsh things are going to get. So really have to take this stuff seriously. All right. This is what the prophet was speaking on 
to warn all Asiatics of America to repent from their sinful ways before the great and awful day that is sure to come. Because we don't know if they're going to try to make it where you have to have this card, this whatever market of beasts, just to go and get food from the grocery store. Okay? The time has come when every nation must worship under its own vine and fig tree and every tongue must confess its own. Through sin and disobedience, every nation has suffered slavery, right? So we wouldn't call ourselves ADOS. Like there's a group called ADOS. What is it? American Descendants of Slavery? African Descendants of Slavery? Something like that. It's, and, um, you know, they want us to call ourselves that, right? But we wouldn't do that. We're not the descendants of slaves. Even if our ancestors suffered through that system, we're not descendants of slaves because our ancestors created civilization. And we know that every nation has suffered slavery. I have like, like seven books over here about white slavery, right? We know we don't call anybody colors, but speaking about Europeans who were enslaved, most of them at the hands of dark-skinned people, okay? Every nation, through sin and disobedience, every nation has suffered slavery due to the fact that they honored not the creed and principles of their forefathers. So we don't try to be victims and to try to get some sympathy that nobody has for us, right? No. And that, that is why the nationality of the Moors was taken away from them in 1774. And the word Negro, Black, and colored was given to the Asiatics of America who were of Moorish descent because they honored not the principles of their mother and father and strayed after the gods of Europe of whom they knew nothing. Okay, not knocking church or any of that stuff, but it wasn't created for us, (laughs) right? And what was given to us was extremely limited. We were given certain portions that would keep us as good slaves, as, you know, to keep us subservient. But um, just going back into this, what what is the true, or what is the um, the true and divine name of Africa? A maxim, right? And so we have to know who we are, just like everyone else does. Just like everybody has their language, they have their names for things. We have to have ours. In this same um, measure, in verse three, it says, "Then came the word Ethiopia." Okay, so you have an entire country named Ethiopia, and he's letting you know that this really means demarcation line. Like, that's true because if you look at um, ancient maps, older maps, maybe maps that are like 300 years old or older, when they talk about the um, Atlantic Ocean, they would call it the Ethiopic Ocean or the Ethiopic Mar. Mar means sea. Okay, so that's true. It's a demarcation line. It's a line that divides things, right? But um, what I was saying, though, if like if you know anyone from Ethiopia and speak to them about like the actual name of of their nation, they or the ancient name, they may know that it's Abyssinia, or tell you, oh yeah, yeah, Abyssinia. They they're gonna know that, right? And so just like everyone else, we have to know something that's true and divine for us, something that. This was something that's been hidden, but it was returned to us. So now, just in that, that's power. We have power. We know who we truly are. We know something that most people don't, and we don't have to go to anyone to get 
you know, permission for that, right? So we know the first true and divine name of Africa is a Mexican, right? And we know also who who joined um, Cush and Ham, right? As they, they were um, leaving the land of Canaan and that's the Moabites. These are our brethren, right? And we know our, our dominion, Northeast and Southwest Africa. We know that it extended across the great Atlantis, right? The Atlantic Ocean, excuse me, even into present North, South, and Central America, Mexico and the Atlantis Islands. And we know this occurred before the great earthquake, which caused the Atlantic Ocean. And so if um, it, it was before the earthquake, the great earthquake, which caused the Atlantic Ocean, this is giving us a time period that, I mean, if you go off of what modern science is telling you, they say that Africa split from the Americas around 200 million years ago, which I don't, I don't subscribe to that because I, I don't think that they, I don't think that people who haven't been around for a million years can tell you anything about 200 million years. I don't even think they can understand that concept of time, right? Like they'll tell you, oh, this happened, you know, 400 million years ago. Like they, they, they can't really tell you that, you know, but we're given an understanding that a cataclysm happened. This wasn't off of a slow, um, because they, they have this thing called continental drift where they say the continent split apart a couple of inches every year. All right. We know that there was a great earthquake. There was a cataclysm that caused the continents to split apart. And you can tell, um, just from looking at maps, I mean, you can tell how the continents actually fit together i um i heard somebody speaking about how um they saw a map that showed all the continents together and they actually looked like africa i have never seen that myself but um we know that it's true you can see how they fit together okay the only thing we don't know for certain is the time period you do have people who spoke about this plato wrote about it he actually got this history from egypt going to the temples of Egypt, sitting at their feet, hearing the stories about Atlantis and how it wasn't 200 million years ago, though. It was more like 10,000, right? It wasn't that long ago. But just going back to this, um, okay? So this is important. Our true and divine histories returned to us. We know that it happened before colonization. We know that right? And then the ancient name for the Atlantic Ocean, that's the Ethiopic Sea, right? We know that's not really a name that you give to a people, because this is one thing we don't call ourselves Ethiopians today, but people were actually doing that in the early 1900s. It was Negro or Ethiopian and then colored, right? We were taking on nicknames. Um, but uh, just once again, I just wanted to hit on that because it's important for us to understand this dominion, right? These are legal terms, all right? And the dominion, this is our empire. And we couldn't make any claim to it because as Negroes from Africa, we don't really have any connection to any people over there. There's no way we could, right? Now, the prophet is giving us ancient information and letting us know that the dominions and that our our ancestors created they they dredged the rivers right 
to create trade, to extend trade, even eastward or westward across the Atlantic Ocean, all right, into the Americas. Um, We have Keys 86, um, which uh, says, uh, excuse me, Negro, a name given to a river in West Africa by Moors because it contains black water. We know that just looking at the Negro River, there actually is a Negro River in South America, okay, in West Africa. All right, Rio Negro. And we know that this river actually is named the uh, Negro River because it contains black water. And it's so obvious, right, that the waters don't mix with the, um, it's a tributary of the Amazon River, right? And it's so obvious because the Amazon River waters are are brown. Okay, It's, it's such an obvious distinction. That's where the name came from. Okay, so it's still there to this day. We know this is part of our ancient dominions. So the prophet's returning these keys to us. And right before that key, that's key 86. But right before that is key 85. Name some of the marks that were put upon the moors of northwest by the European nations in 1774. That's left open-ended for a reason, right? So it's Negro, Black, Colored, and Ethiopia. All right? So the moors in present-day Africa Northwest Africa, right? They weren't given those names. They weren't given the names Negro, um, Black. They weren't given the names, you know, colored. They weren't um, just hit with basic marks or nicknames. So he's saying Northwest. He's speaking about us, right? So this is Northwest Africa. So the, the people in Libya, Algeria, Morocco, Western Sahara, Mauritania, Tunisia, they weren't given those marks. So we we know the prophet is speaking specifically about us of Northwest. This is Northwest Africa, as far as we're concerned, Northwest of Mexico. And then in the very next key, it says Negro, a name given to a river in West Africa by Moors because it contains black water. So the, the um, right above that, it says, the marks put upon the moors of Northwest, speaking about us right here in Northwest Amexum, Northwest Africa. Okay, and then the very next key speaking about that river in West Africa, which is South America. Okay. All right, and um, key 32 says, where is the Moroccan empire? Where's the Moroccan Empire? Northwest of Mexico. It's right here. We're standing on it. And we've always been here. All right? So remember that, Moors. Key 85, name some of the marks put upon the Moors of Northwest by the European nations in 1774. Negro, black, colored, Ethiopian. We know you're not speaking about this place, right, Northwest Africa, because these these Moors, these people did not get marked with those labels. 
we did. And so in Key 32, where he's saying, where's the present Moroccan empire, northwest of Mexum? That is right where we are. You may speak to some Moors who say, oh, no, that's not true. It's right there in your face. What is the modern name for Mexum, Africa? Where's the Moroccan empire? Northwest of Mexum. Name some of the marks put upon the Moors of Northwest. Just want to make sure that's clear with us that we all understand. Negro, black, colored, and Ethiopian didn't get put on these people. That got put on us. We are right here in Northwest of Mexum. Right? The modern name is Africa. Okay? But we have to know this. Nobody else is going to tell us about this. They'll tell you that Moab, Utah, that's just something that we just named it because of the Bible. You know, they'll, they'll tell you anything. They won't let you go to these places. They won't even let you see it. There are some places that you can try to go to in the Grand Canyon and um, people in black helicopters or black SUV will roll up on you with guns. There are places that are off limits. Why are they guarding it like that? Right? That makes no sense unless you know who you are. All right? These are our dominions. Okay? So... What was the Moabites' dominions? Northeast and Southwest Africa, across the great Atlantis, even to the present North, South, and Central America, and also Mexico and the Atlantis Islands. Before the great earthquake, which caused the Atlantic Ocean, if you don't know that, nobody's going to tell it to you. Nobody's trying to empower you, and nobody's trying to tell you that all of this land is yours. Jamaica, Dominican Republic, Brazil, Venezuela, Mexico, the United States, Canada, all that stuff. It's all yours. Why would somebody try to come and empower you and tell you that, right? They're not going to do it. You have to know who it is. And then one of us, you know, one from amongst us was raised up. You know, one of, you know, raised up amongst his brethren, speaking their language to give us our laws and to show us who we truly are, okay? And to also let us know that these names that were put on us, they were specifically done to separate us from who we truly are. That was the key. We had to know that. So you can't leave that part out, all right? And um, also wanted to just share, it is, it's not a coincidence, okay, that... Um, the capital of the first capital um, for the, I guess you could say the union that was created once the Europeans got here um, for the United States, the first capital was Philadelphia before they moved it to Washington, DC. All right. And Philadelphia, we have an ancient name for that. The indigenous people there called Philadelphia Shechemexum. Okay, Shechemexum, Sheiks of Amexum. The reason I would make that connection of Shechemexum to Sheiks of Amexum is because Amexum, okay, Shechemexum was the meeting place of the eels. Literally, that's what the Indians, the so-called Indians said. And they would all go there. The, the, the different kings, the different chiefs, they would go there and make laws. This is where they met. Okay? Okay, so the kings met in Shechemexum, and they called it the meeting place of the eels. Now, 
people will tell you, oh, it's because of the eels that were in the river. I don't even know if the rivers in that area have eels in them or not. They may, but people will tell you anything if you don't know who you are and they'll turn you around in the wrong direction or turn you around in a circle to keep you confused. Okay. But Shechemexum was the meeting place of the eels. And this is where all of the chiefs actually congregated together and made law. And this is why it was the nation's first capital and why they had the first continental Congress there, right. And declared their independence. They were trying to tap into that energy to create something for themselves. Okay. But no one else is going to tell you that. All right. So just wanted to share that. Um, on that note, though, I will go ahead and yield the floor. Um, I see a hand raised, Islam, Sister Douglas F. Islam, first and foremost, I'd like to rise and give perfect praise to our Father God Allah. I want to rise and give honors to his prophet, Noble Ali, and all of Allah's prophets. I also want to rise and give honors to all you Muslims in attendance and everything Moorish. Um, I just want to add a little bit because um, you were talking about the names, the marks that was placed upon our people to denationalize us, correct? And, um, you know, and then you were talking about the mark of the beast a little earlier. And, you know, in my mind, you know, was, was connecting the mark of the beast to the marks that they gave us, right? Because those marks reduced our people to beast and you know living in today's society we can see what those marks have done to the minds of the people and um it's not only our people now right it's not only our brothers and sisters of the asiatic um, nations it is also the europeans who's taken that mark as well you know we can see that happening right before our eyes right and so that made me, you know, think about, hmm, this is that market of beasts that was talked about in the Bible. You know, they created it to put us under, but the way things are set up with karma and our connection to the source and the earth, no matter what they do to us, is going to always come back on them. And that's why the prophet said, we teach love instead of hate so that we don't keep this cycle going, right? We're not supposed to do to the Europeans what they have done to us, right? We're here to learn who we are and to break that cycle in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice, Islam. So um, that was just my portion, Islam, I yield the floor. Islam sister and definitely yeah I, I agree with you on that you know especially from from our perspective for us that is the mark of the beast literally right that's why we're still out here talking about black lives matter you know and um wanted to share something else too um okay speaking about a maxim this is a maxim you know there's there's no doubt you know in my mind this is this is a maxim. This is what the prophet made clear to us. There's a book that you can get. You could, you probably get it online for free. Okay. It's called the path. And, um, it was written in the 1800s. Okay. And, um, I'm just sharing this because it's known that this is Morocco. 
all right? This is our dominion. Um, this book is just speaking about linguistically, right? How America, just the, the name that the indigenous people here were already calling it America in several places, not just one tribe here or one tribe there, right? Or b- different variations of that word, America, right? And it's linguistically, America is like a Mexum, or not just a Mexum, but Morocco, okay? Um, if you uh, just look at this, according to profane historians, the origin of all ancient races of America involved in darkness. Islam, it's, it's a lot of static. All right, yeah, somebody needs to use their phone. Okay. All right, Islam. So, yeah, um, the roots were in Atlantis, for they were descendants of survivors of the great cataclysms. We must look, therefore, look to the languages of the new world for a solution of the problem, since the derivation of America from the name of its first supposed discoverer, America Vespucci, has no historical ground to stand. So he's saying that, you know, it's obvious that it didn't come from this Amerigo Vespucci that they taught most of us in school. Okay, Americ, Americ, Americ is the name in Nicaragua for the highland or the mountain range. Okay, um, hang on. There were uh, these unconquered Indians, as said by Marcao, have remained the same as they were when Colombo first visited them in 1502. Um, they speak on this too, right? Um, the first question was that presented in 1875 and discussed at nearly every Congress since whether the name America given to the Western Conference was not taken from the chain of mountains or a similar name. And it's speaking about these people in Nicaragua, but also looking at the Incas. The Incas lived in Peru, right? America was spelled variously in the first maps as America, Americo, Amarioca, Maraca. Moraca, America, right? But you, you don't hear people saying that. When the Spaniards first got here, they, they called the mainland America Pana. Pana means land, right? Or country, I think. America Pana, okay? Um, you have very other, various other instances of this too. Um, there, there's a whole bunch of other examples in here, I guess. Maybe because of time, we won't go over everything. But um, you see that in there, though. Maraca, Moraca, Amarioca, right? Just these are various names um, that they had on older maps for the first, you know, Europeans that were coming over here. And then various tribes, they have this name. So not just in South America, Central America, also in North America, right? Speaking about the Incas, the Inca kings, they... Incan um, kings claimed descent from the Amariah race of Aymaraca. And the Incan nobility wore a headdress that they called the Yantu. Okay, the Yantu is a tall um, headdress that's made out of a crimson wool, right? Our, our fez is made out of wool. Crimson is dark red. And it had a tassel, okay? Okay, and so the Incan 
kings, the nobility, they're wearing this yantu. That's what they call the fez. And they say they descend from the Aymara race of Aymaraka. Okay? And this is not the only example. It goes on and on. Like, I highlighted all this stuff here. You can find his book, The Path, um, by William Quan Judge, right? Written in 1893. Okay? Several other um, indigenous people here already called it some variation of Amaraka, Maraca. So that name's been here. Okay? And so the information that the prophet returned to us, this is our divine history. This is what's been hidden. This is why we hold to it, why we meet on the holy day and we we take this seriously. No one else was trying to give this to us. And it's still being hidden. It's still being brushed away. They still, um, when they find artifacts, put it in the basement. They still keep certain places here off limits. They don't, they want you to see that rock, but not know that that, that door down there, right, actually leads to a temple on the inside. They don't want you to know any of this. Okay. So just sharing that with everybody on that note, I yield the floor. If anyone has any questions, whether it's about this or anything in general, feel free to, um, to, to raise your hand or to speak up Islam. 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 Islam, I just want to say uh this is a um beautiful presentation and uh your inter- the interview you did with Michelle Gibson, that was super enlightening. Um that's all I wanted to say. Thank you again. Praise Allah. Peace and love. Islam, bro, gratitude and, and happy holy day, brother. And happy birthday too, brother. Oh, Islam, happy birthday to the sister, Islam. Islam, she said thank you. Islam, does anybody else have anything they'd like to say or any questions? I mean, if you have any questions, now's the time to ask them. All right. So hopefully that's understood why these laws are to be strictly preserved by the members of all the temples of the Morris Science Temple of America. Right. So all of these, everything in this this Quran. Right. These are all laws for us. These holy and divine laws are from Prophet Noble Drew Ali, the founder of the uniting of the Morris Science Temple of America. Okay, there's no one who is able to change man from the descendant nature of his forefathers unless their power extends beyond the great creator allow himself. What your ancient forefathers were today, you are today without doubt or contradiction, okay? And that goes for all of us, all right? And, um, you know, so it's not just about showing what they did, say, oh, yeah, we was kings, right? No, it's so that we can build ourselves back up so that we can do incredible things and, um, and achieve even more than what our ancestors did, okay? And also... We have to step outside of the box that we were put into to keep us um, subservient. Um, if we look at two our governors, grand sheiks, and head officials of temples, all right, um, by order of Prophet Noble Drew Ali, 
has said the following thing during our very first convention. Remember, at the first convention, this is where the prophet declared our independence. And this is after he built the businesses up, right? And had temples in every city where we were, we were at least getting to the point where we were self-sufficient, if we weren't already. All right. The prophet Noble Drew Ali said that the Morris Science Temple of America was organized to play a useful and defined part in the advancement of the sacred obligation of American citizenship as the Moorish divine national movement was founded for the uniting of the Asiatic states of North America. It was founded for the uniting of the Asiatic states of North America on May 1st, 1916. So we learn all about um, George Washington and then signing the Declaration of Independence and all this stuff. We have our own history, okay? And so the Morris Divine National Movement was founded. We all should know this. This is why we do this. We all should know this. It was founded for what? The uniting of the Asiatic states of North America. This was on May 1st, 1916. So technically, May 1st should be a holiday for us, a holy day. All right? As this will have been our very first convention and most interesting one ever held in the city, it was featured by delegates from 15 states, from local branch temples and subordinate temples, which have been established for the uplifting of fallen humanity. But remember that on May 1st, 1916, the Morris Divine National Movement was founded for the uniting of the Asiatic states of North America. So while one thing is falling, is crumbling right before our eyes, right? We are rising up, okay? The Asiatic states of North America and what we have is powerful, right? From Trinidad all the way up here, we are to unite and declare who we are and move as a unit. And on that note, again, I yield the floor. Um, I want to announce without further ado, we're going to go into the closing of the meeting. If anybody has any questions or anything, feel free. Now's the time to speak. Okay, um, so if there's no questions, we're going to go ahead and close out. All meetings are to be openly closed properly according to the Circle 7 in love, truth, peace, freedom, and justice. Everyone who's able to please rise and face the East for the closing prayer. Once again, we stand with our heels together. Feet at a 45 degree angle, holding up two fingers on the right, five on the left. You do not need to repeat after me. Allah, bind our hearts and minds back to our ancient forefathers, divine creed and principles. We ask this in thy holy name and the seven Elohim. Amen. Islam Moors, this meeting is now adjourned. Happy Holy Day. Y'all stay warm. <laughs>